This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Radicalis, Developing Spiritual Roots. In these lessons, we'll learn how to live a life that is deeply rooted in Christ and His Word so that we can become all God has created us to be. Now in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how to get a copy of the Daily Hope Gold Scripture Box called Verses of Hope, a great way to keep God's Word right at your fingertips all year round. You can go to PastorRick.com or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 to find out more. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called Radical Joy. Now the truth is, the reason you were made, the reason the universe exists, is God wanted a family. And he wanted that family to not just be with him here on earth, but to be with him forever, his forever family. The Bible says in advance, God already knew who would choose to accept him. And he still chose to make all of us. He gives us that choice. The Bible says this in Romans 8, 29. For God knew his people in advance. Those who would want to be a part of his family. It's a choice. And he chose them then to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn with many brothers and sisters. God is our father, Jesus is our older brother, and we are brothers and sisters in the family of God. Now friends, if we just ended with those two things, and I said, that's all we're gonna talk about this week, let's go home, and we just ended with that our sins have been completely forgiven and that we're going to have a permanent home in heaven, that would be enough to be joyful the rest of your life. If God never did another thing for you, You owe him your praise, you owe him your worship, and you have every reason for joy because number one, you live under no condemnation, and number two, you're going to heaven when you die if you are in Christ. Now there's a third reason why we can be joyful in life no matter what happens. One, all my sins are forgiven, and number two, I'm going to heaven and nothing's gonna stop that. Number three, If I'm in Christ, third reason for radical joy, God is working all things for good. All things for my good. Now we talked about this a couple weeks ago in one of the the messages where we looked word for word at Romans 8, 28, which is one of the great promises of the Bible. The Bible tells us that God doesn't make mistakes. We make mistakes, but God doesn't. And God says, you know what? I can even fit my mistakes, in your, your mistakes into my plan. God says, my purpose for your life is bigger than your problems. And even when you make dumb decisions, and when other people make dumb decisions, he says, yeah, I can fit that in too. I can use it all for good. What a reason to be joyful. The Bible says this in Romans 8, 28. We know that in all things, that's everything that happens in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, in all things, God works for the good, not all things are good, but he works for the good of those who love him. Those who've been called according to his purpose. Now this is not a promise for everyone. We've talked about this before. All things do not work together for good for everybody. If I'm living in rebellion against God, if I'm thumbing my nose to God, if I'm saying I'm gonna be my own God, I reject Jesus Christ, I reject God's purpose for my life, I'm gonna live my own life the way I want to, then all things are working for bad in my life. They're not working for good. God owes you nothing. 
But when you come to him and say, God, I want to live for your purpose. I don't always get it right, but I want to live for your purpose. I want to do the right thing. And I want to follow you and I want to trust you. God says, you know what? Then I'm going to take everything in your life and I'll work it for good. That is a reason for joy. What does it mean? It means once I place my life in Christ's hands and I'm in Christ, in Christ, my life is almost goof proof. What does that mean? Is that I don't make bad decisions? Oh yeah, I still make bad decisions. That other people don't make them? Oh yeah, they do too. But God says, you know what? I can fit that into the plan. There is no plan B for your life. God says, I knew before you were born all the mistakes you were gonna make. I still have it in your plan. Yeah, I'll fit that in too. This allows me to be sovereign and allows you to have free choice at the same time. And I'll use it for good. Now, what does that mean? It means I can relax. I can stop being anxious, which by the way, anxiety is a kill joy. It is a thing that kills the joy. You can't be anxious. Am I making the right decision? Am I doing the right thing? Have I made the right decision? Am I gonna, you're always fretting about that. There's not gonna be any joy in your life. But if you sit back and go, you know what? I'm gonna do the best I can with what I have for Jesus today, but even if I, if I don't get it all right, God says, I'm gonna still work it for good. How cool is that? How cool, I mean, that is a reason for joy. It is a reason for joy that no matter how bad things are in my life, I can know God is even using it for good. So how do I be joyful, even in tough times like this last year? Well, there are two things you do. First, you look past the problem you look past the pain and you look toward God and his solution. This, by the way, is how Jesus was able to endure the cross. How did Jesus put up with the pain, the agony, the suffering, and the cruel death of the cross? He looked beyond it. The Bible says it like this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse two. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. That means focus. Focus on God, not your problem. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, he's using everything in your life to perfect your faith, who for the joy set, there's that word, the joy set before him endured the cross. How did he endure the cross? Because he looked past it to see the joy of all the people who were gonna be saved through it. He looked past the pain and saw the purpose. He looked past the pain and saw God's plan. He looked, looked past the pain and saw the reward. That's how you do it. When you're going through tough time, you go, yeah, I know, I don't like what's going on right now. It doesn't, it's terrible. But I know that God is working all things for good in my life. And that's a reason for joy. The second thing you do to experience joy, no matter what happens, is that you keep on doing the right thing even when you don't feel like doing it. When you do the right thing, it brings joy in your life. The Bible says this in Psalm 119, verse 143. As pressure and stress bear down on me. Let me stop right there. Does anybody identify with this verse? As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in watching television. No, that's not what it says. I find joy in going shopping. 
I find, no, it says, I find joy in your commands. Joy comes from doing the right thing at the right time. Years ago, Rick, you wrote a song, Healing Grace, which says, there's a line that says, and I can see that there are good things only suffering can bring. There's got to be a story behind that. Yeah, uh, years ago, I used to go, and I still do this, I sneak into Pastor's uh, library, and I read through some of his great books that he's got there. <laughs> and I, there was a line from A.W. Tozer that said that very thing. I can see that there are good things only suffering can bring. Now, let me, let me ask you a question specifically about this. Most of us in the church family know that one of your boys was born with a congenital heart, heart, defect. heart defect. He's had six... Yep, this, this August 10th was his sixth open heart sixth surgery. Sixth open heart surgery, every one of them life or death. I can see that there are good things only suffering can bring. Yeah. What, what did you learn out of that? Well, first of all, I really appreciate all the prayers and the support from our church family. So you, you learn that, that uh, there's people that really believe uh-huh. uh, and they support others and giving people. I... I learned that um, having God's presence in my life is the most important thing I could ever have. That it does create a sense of joy. And even in the midst of really difficult, and and, and that's all relative, isn't it? Because we all go through different things. But for me, in this this last one, we were there for 24 days. And he had a stroke and all kinds of complications. And... And the stress all around with the different parents and many of them who lost their children. Yeah. Uh, having God's presence, just knowing that God was with me, helped me to walk through this time. And I do want to say this, that a lot of people, they think God is a genie, that you rub the lamp and you get what you want. More important than that, he gives you his presence. That's great. There's a fourth reason why we can always be joyful no matter what happens in our lives. And this is a big one. The Bible says, if I'm in Christ, God is for me. God is for me. He's not just with me. He's for me. He's on my side. And the Bible says this in Romans 8, verse 31. What can we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? I mean, like, you got God on your side, what more do you need? One plus God equals a majority. If God likes you and you like you, if other people don't like you, that's their problem. One plus God equals a majority. God says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Psychologists have discovered that there are 645 different known fears that people can have. That's a lot of fears. Fear is a universal problem, and fear, like guilt, like shame, like anxiety, is a killjoy. You cannot be afraid and full of joy at the same time. And yet God says, look, I'm on your side. I'm for you. I'm going to protect you. What are you worried about? What are you afraid of? If God is for us, who can be against us? I wonder what your greatest fear is. Is it, I don't know, the fear of embarrassment? Uh, The fear of death? Um, 
you know, what, the, the fear of losing your mind, maybe the fear of failure. Studies have shown that one of the most common fears, universal fears, is the fear of rejection. Now it comes out in a lot of different ways. The fear of not being loved, the fear of disapproval, the fear of disappointing people, the fear of embarrassing yourself, the fear of not fitting in, the fear of not being a part of the crowd, the fear of not being liked, the fear of not being popular. It is the fear of rejection. And Satan uses this fear to rob you of your joy. Satan knows all the things that will make you joyful, so he tries to create a fear that opposes it. For instance, Satan knows that doing the right thing will always bring you joy in your life. So he makes you afraid, if I do the right thing, other people will think I'm weird. If I do the right thing, I won't be popular. If I do the right thing, people will think I'm a religious fanatic. If I do the right thing, people will think I'm nuts. If I, if I do this, he's trying to get you afraid so you won't do it. Satan knows that one of the greatest sources of joy in life is when you share Jesus Christ and the love of Christ with an unbeliever. It creates enormous joy, so it's your, also your greatest fear. You're afraid to talk to anybody about Jesus. Why? Because Satan put that fear there to keep you from the greatest joy. And, and, and you'll think, well, man, people think I'm nuts. And he creates a fear to keep you away from the very things that bring you the most joy. It's why you're so afraid to share Jesus with others. The fear of rejection. Satan knows that speaking the truth in love brings joy. And so he's going to make you afraid to speak the truth. And he'll say, well, how can you tell anybody else the truth? Look at your life. You're not perfect. And he'll start accusing you. And, and if he'll say, you know, if you, if you talk to other people about doing the right thing, we'll say, well, who are you? And they'll start accusing you of all the things that are bad in your life. Here's what the Bible says about that, Romans 8, 33. Who can accuse the people of God, the people God has chosen? No one, because God is the one who makes them right. Now it doesn't say you're perfect, doesn't mean you don't sin. When he says, who can accuse you? No one, because God makes them right. What you do is somebody says, but you can't talk about that. You did this, this, and this. And you say, yep, I'm a trophy of grace. When somebody starts to accuse you of all the things you've done wrong and you're right, you say, yep, I'm a trophy of grace. Okay? I'm not perfect, but God is, says, I, I'm under no condemnation. Because I deserve it? No, because I'm a trophy of grace. You know, God says, I want you to get over this fear of rejection. The Bible says, in the world, you will have persecution. He said, count on it. The Bible says, beware when all men speak well of you. In other words, if people are always, nobody ever says anything against you, it means one thing, you're not standing for anything. Beware when all men speak well of you. The Bible says all who live godly in Christ Jesus will experience persecution. Why? Because there are some people in the world who are 100% opposed to what you believe. They are. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. I get criticized a lot. <laughs> Have you noticed this? TV, radio, newspaper. Well, why is that? Well. 
One reason is I deserve some of it. <laughs> Nobody's perfect, so every, there's something to criticize about everybody, so some of the stuff I deserve. But also, I am a face that represents what some people are adamantly opposed to. And so they're gonna criticize. Now, let's take the, the last one. God works everything for good. How does God work everything for good when you're being criticized? Well, there's lots of ways. For one thing, uh, it's an opportunity for me and for you to grow, to be more like Christ. You see, you are most like Christ when you are silent in the face of false criticism. You're most like Christ when you are silent and you refuse to retaliate in the face of criticism. Jesus was a perfect person, none of us are, and yet he was constantly criticized, constantly misunderstood, constantly lied about, constantly, they, they, they condemned him, and at the, at the crucifixion, before that, at the um, uh, arrest, they were accusing him of all these things that he had never done, and it says, and Jesus spake not a word unto them. He remained silent, why? If God is for us, who can be against us? It really doesn't matter what other people think. What matters is what God says about you. And that's what's gonna last in the long run. In fact, the Bible says this on the screen, Matthew 27, 14. Jesus made no reply, even to a single charge, all the trumped up charges and all the things against him, to the great amazement of the governor, who was Pilate. When you respond to accusations with love and kindness and refuse to retaliate, it makes you more like Jesus. That's a good thing, God brings good in that. You know, I was about a year ago praying about this and I said, Lord, I understand the good that it does in me, does it help anybody else? And God says, if you can be a model of how criticism cannot rob you of your joy, that's a good thing. Nobody can rob me of my joy. It doesn't matter what other people say, doesn't matter what other people think, doesn't matter whether they're right, they're wrong, they're ridiculous or whatever. Nobody can rob me of my joy. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. You can get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered right to your inbox every day. Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free daily devotional. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... In the Bible, Jesus told us that in this world, we will have trouble. But we should take heart because He has overcome the world. It's easy to forget Jesus' words of hope with reports of devastating news hitting us daily. You may even find yourself feeling overwhelmed and distraught. That's why you need to grab a hold of God's Word. It's an anchor for your soul that will fill you with hope. And to help you, Pastor Rick has created the Verses of Hope Scripture Box, featuring a very special collection of verses to restore your sense of hope daily. This beautiful Scripture Box is gold with the look and feel of real leather, and there's an embossed Bible verse on top. It's filled with artfully illustrated and inspiring scripture cards, along with well-designed blank cards for your personal notes. This unique tool will help you anchor yourself in God's Word and fill you with hope. 
We'll send it to you when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people everywhere. Quantities are limited, so be sure to act quickly. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com, or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. There is only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Your generous prayers and support help us teach God's Word to people all around the world who've never heard about the hope in Jesus Christ. And God is using your prayers and your gifts to help us reach people who would never set foot inside the door of a church. Here's a letter from Cheryl who said, Pastor Rick, your obedience in teaching God's Word brings blessings of hope in my life every day through your daily email devotional. Through your teaching, God is continually changing my thinking and aligning my heart with his word, which brings hope and happiness to my life and positive thoughts for a great future. Please pray that I'll keep the fight to keep the enemy from stealing the truth from me. I can now see why staying in God's word every day is so important. I want to pray for Cheryl right now. Cheryl, let me pray for you. Father, Together, we join in praying for Cheryl right now, and I ask that your word will grow deep in her heart and in the hearts of everyone else who's listening right now. Plant it like a seed in fertile soil, and then make it grow, and and let the weeds of temptation not choke it out. Help her and help all of us to stand firm in your truth. And Father, I pray for everyone who hears this message today. I pray for every listener of daily hope. And I ask that you strengthen them to be obedient to your word, to see your purpose, and to depend on your power, trusting Jesus that you'll help them through no matter what they face. And I ask this prayer, and I pray this blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.